Good morning and welcome to week number five of Effective Prayer. This is a special Palm Sunday service. Palm Sunday is the beginning of Holy Week. It is the most pivotal week in all of human history because it goes through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. This day is also known as the Triumphal Entry. It is the zenith of Jesus' earthly popularity in His ministry. It is the high point of His success when it comes to the nations and the people around Israel as they were welcoming Him into the city. And so Palm Sunday is a very important time. What we think about Palm Sunday is the palm branch. And in ancient days, they would take a palm branch and they would wave it and they would lay it at the feet of a very important person as they came into a city. And so when we look at the scriptures today, we're going to find that this is exactly what was happening on this Palm Sunday. In John chapter 12, we find this story. And this story starts out first as a dinner party. This is a dinner party thrown by uh, the, the sisters of Lazarus because Jesus had just raised Lazarus from the dead. And so when Jesus comes to this dinner party, he finds that there's a great crowd. And as he goes into the city, they start waving these palm branches and singing a song Really, it's a prayer, it's an expectation, and it's a question. Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This was a time of great celebration in life. This was a triumph. It was a time that they would come together and they would celebrate. But just one week later, their celebrations would be turned to remorse. It would be turned to sorrow. Just a few weeks ago, we can think about our world. That our world was at the height of economic prowess and power that our stock market was the highest it had ever been. Our unemployment in America was the lowest it had ever been. And if you look around the world, the world was even experiencing a prosperity three weeks ago that we had never seen in all of our lifetime. And yet now, we find ourselves immobilized, paralyzed, if you will, by a germ, by a virus that has spread not just one country, but worldwide. And so this great day of triumph that they experienced on Palm Sunday, one week later culminated in a somber and solemn feeling. Maybe you're feeling a little bit like that today. Well, I've got good news for you. Jesus triumphed. Jesus is alive and Jesus is Lord. But let's look into the story here because in John chapter 12, in verses 12 and 13, here's what it says. The next day, a great crowd had come to the festival they had heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Now, what's interesting here to me is that they did a direct quote from Psalm 118. They included a few things they wanted to include, but then they chopped off some things they didn't want to include. They didn't talk about sacrifice. They didn't talk about the last part of the psalm. All they honed in on was the blessing part. All they wanted to talk about was the areas of their faith that was important to them. And I think we can get caught up in this same kind of, of uh, worship of the things that are important to us and not truly get into the heart of God on the matter. And so when it says Hosanna, this one word, this one word carries so much meaning. It is a prayer, and we have been talking about prayer. 2020 has been declared the year of prayer at New Freedom Church. And Hosanna certainly is a prayer because the meaning of Hosanna is save now. And so what they were praying is save us now. Save us, God. Save our people. Save your generation. Save the people of Israel. Save us 
right now. And yes, that was the purpose of Jesus. That was his mission. He certainly was going to save them, but it was going to look a little bit different than they thought it was going to look. It took on some nuance that they did not expect. They were hoping that there would be a political overthrow of Rome, that there would be this setting up of Jesus' kingdom. And we know that Jesus didn't come to set up an earthly kingdom. He came to initiate, to inaugurate his kingdom in the hearts and lives of his people. But he didn't come to overthrow Rome. He wasn't there to save them from that kind of a, a tyranny and that kind of power. And then the next thing that Hosanna means, save now, is an expectation. They were expecting that this would be the time. This would be the day. This would be their deliverance. And sometimes I've heard it said, our greatest disappointments come in the form of our high expectations. I would have expected that by now, we would have been back together worshiping. We would have been back fellowshipping together. I would have expected that our, our great medical community would have already found a vaccine and we would have been just able to do life like we had previously been doing before this virus. That was my expectation. Many of you have expected that. Maybe you've expected that you would have been back to work by now. You've expected that things as you knew them, life as usual, would have gone back to normal. What hasn't? And so when our expectations get let down, there, there becomes something of a deferred hope. And the Bible tells us that deferred hope makes the heart sick. When we don't get what we expect, it makes us to be down and sullen. And this was the mood of the people on that very first Palm Sunday. They were jubilant at the beginning. They were high in expectation. But then as the days wore on and they started to see that their expectation was not going to be made fulfilled, they began to be depressed. They were downtrodden. You see, when John chapter 12 starts out, we, we have this dinner party, and Lazarus has been raised from the dead. But we have to understand that the raising of Lazarus from the dead and Palm Sunday are inextricably linked. There are, are, are links between them that we cannot separate, and that is this, that both of them reveal our intent as people, as human beings, to preserve tradition. And when we preserve tradition, we actually block a miracle. What were they preserving? Well, tradition had it that no one had ever been raised from the dead before. No, you couldn't go to a, a tomb and raise someone from the dead, yet that's what Jesus did for Lazarus. And so he broke all of their tradition. He called a four-day dead man out of the tomb and told him to rise and to walk and to live again. And so he broke all of their tradition. On Palm Sunday, they thought that they were inaugurating a king. They thought that for sure they were going to be delivered from the, the uh, oppression of Rome. And yet that's not why Jesus came. He didn't come to fulfill their unrealistic expectations. He broke with their tradition. And every time that we ask for a miracle from God, we have to go beyond our tradition, beyond our religious experience, beyond what we've ever prayed for before. We have to get beyond that expectation. But lastly, Hosanna is a question. It's save now? Are you going to do this now? Save right now, Lord? Has the time come? This, this great prayer, this great expectation had culminated in a question of, is this the day? Is this the time? Are you going to save us now? And many of you have been asking. Many people have wondered, are these the last days? I've been asked this so often in the last couple of weeks. Pastor, are these the last days? Is Jesus soon to return? And my answer is always, they very well may be. I really don't know. Yes, Jesus' return is imminent. Yes, the scriptures record from the early church on, all throughout the church creeds, that the return of Jesus is sure. It's firmly established 
in our scriptures. It is, you know what? It is our blessed hope. So are we living in the last days? Is this plague upon our nation and upon the world a sign of the time? It may be. Jesus' return is very near. And I don't know if we are living in the last days, as some would speculate, but I will tell you this. You and I, we're living in our last days. Whether you have 10 years left on this earth, 20, 30, 50, you're living in your last days. You don't have all the time in the world to decide. You don't have all the time to just let life pass you by. The scriptures tell us this, that today, today is the day of salvation, and that none of us are promised tomorrow. And so Hosanna, let Palm Sunday today be a sign of your great question to God. Save now? Is this the day? Hosanna was a prayer of salvation. Perhaps in light of all the world events over the last couple of weeks, you've thought about prayer. Perhaps you've, you've really questioned where do you stand with God? Where are things with your heart and with your life? And maybe in thinking about prayer, this word Hosanna, this save now, has come to you as not just a question or expectation, but maybe it is a prayer that you want to pray. Maybe it's something that you would like to just make sure between you and God that things are right. If you want to do that, there are three things that have to happen. First of all, you have to admit that you've tried to fix your own situation and you failed, that you cannot do it. You have to next believe that what God did by sending His Son Jesus was for you, and you have to commit your life to Him. And it's simple as this kind of prayer, right, like this. Dear God, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. I repent of my sin. Forgive me today. I want Jesus to be my Savior and my Lord. It's that simple. If you prayed that prayer, would you email me, pastorjoe at newfc.org. I have a free resource that I would like to get into your hands. Plus, I would like to give you some follow-up information on how that you can get connected to a growth group and be baptized so you can make your profession public and you can tell everyone that you're a follower of Jesus. Can we give God thanks for all the people who prayed with us this morning? Let's give God thanks for that. Thank you, Lord, for all those that prayed. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and gather your communion supplies. I don't care if it's a wafer, a cracker, a piece of bread, some juice from the refrigerator. I want you to go grab your communion supplies, invite anyone else in your home, and come right back here, and I'm going to bring my family. We're going to take of communion together and sing of God's amazing grace. I'll be right back.